0: Goodbye, everyone. As always, we start our podcast with a bit of confusion by turning around the beginning and ending greetings. Of course, we do not stop you from listening to the podcast upside down the other way around or however you want to phrase it. But we also provide you now with a small spoiler alert. In the episode of today, we are going to exchange about traveling long distances by bike. We are not only traveling thousands and thousands of kilometers over the globe, but also traveling back in time. Do you want to travel with us? Bye bye, Theo. Great to having you in our virtual studio.
1: Yeah, bye-bye. Hi.
0: Before you get the chance to introduce yourself personally, we want to receive some quick answers from your side. Are you ready?
1: Uh, I think I'm ready. It's early in the morning for me, but I feel feel well. I feel prepared.
0: So, is there an item which you always take with you when traveling? And if yes, which one?
1: Yeah, there's actually no question. Um, a capable smartphone with unlimited data would be the thing I really need, just I'm doing with my travel now.
0: Maybe we will dive a bit more deeply into what you all need to plan with the smartphone. So let's see. For our next standard question, that is special and important for us, that we are focusing not on the current trip you're doing to keep some tension and that's spoiler too much. So think about the last trip you did before which means of transportation did you use for your last trip?
1: Because of Corona, it's just a long time ago. I did a longer trip, (laughs) but the last trip I remember um, was in the end was pretty easy because the means of transportation I used was uh, my bike and I had to use the train.
0: Describe your last trip in three words.
1: I will take it down to two words because it's Too easy for everybody who's using a bike in Germany. I'll use the two words uh, Lake Constance, which is Bodensee, uh, and the word Königsee.
0: Thank you for the two words. In fact, I never had it that people wanted to say less. Now, all of our listeners can try to guess where you went, but you will let them know in three, two, one.
1: Bodensee Königsee Radweg, which means Lake, Lake Constance Königsee Cycle Pass. It is a well-developed cycle path between the Bodensee area and the Königssee in the Garden region. It's about 450k uh, of cycling and I did it, I think, in five days.
0: 450 kilometers by bike in, in a few days. That sounds really amazing. So I would still be interested in what was the most sustainable friendly event or action which you saw happening or which you did yourself during this trip.
1: Yeah, well, I can't actually think uh, about a more sustainable travel event than, than riding a bike, um, uh, and in my case, it was actually this trip, um, which is the most sustainable I can think of. Uh, because I, yeah, I, the my means of transportation was just to train to get to to the first lake, then I rode my bike to to the last lake, um, and, and I stayed in hotels um, on my way. Uh, I think maybe some hiking like the El Camino uh, and sleeping in a dorm in a monastery is the one and only thing uh, I can think of, which is just even more sustainable.
0: (laughs) So we already are in the topic kind of because you're our expert of bike traveling today. But before we move into this, maybe now is the time for you to introduce yourself and your background.
1: Try to make it brief or short, Um, I'm I'm 44 years old, I'm an IT guy with some breakaways into adult education and event management, and I'm also a cyclist. Um, I grew up in a small village in the countryside, I'm living in Saarbrücken, uh, a middle-sized German town at the French border, um, for 20 years now, I think. Um, I'm living there together with my girlfriend uh, Judith and some cats for uh, 10 years in an apartment.
0: You told that you are living in Saarbrücken, but I know that at the moment you are not in Saarbrücken. So why? And can you tell us where you are now?
1: Yeah, well, now I am a so-called traveler uh, or maybe a world traveler. Uh, It's like a category you it's it's hard to find a category category for this yeah well i'm two and a half months and around 4600 kilometers in my trip uh, i started on march the 1st and at the moment i am in turkey and i'm spending five days with Judas in the turkish town mamaris uh, right at the aegean sea
0: when did you start having the idea of being a traveler a bike traveler
1: a little more than 2 years ago uh, i have to tell nobody about it, uh, COVID-19 hit the world. Um, And before this, um, I used to plan public sport events. Um, And yeah, this started as a hobby and soon transformed into some kind of a job. Um, Yeah, then COVID-19 hit the world and I was pretty much out of work and purpose. uh, So I couldn't do anything anymore. And I'm that kind of person which defines himself about what he is doing. And most of the time, it's what I'm doing for a living. I usually choose um, the work uh, I really love not the work which just pays my rent. So in the end, it was just very tough to not do the work anymore, to not have any purpose uh, in the kind of working I'm doing. What my work was, was all about entertaining people. And I really pulled a lot of energy out of this. Uh, Because of the pandemic, I could not do this anymore. And this was, in the end, was followed by a kind of a crisis of meaning and also affected um, my personal life. This is a long story just to to come to the point, but it is very important because uh, without COVID-19, I wouldn't do this trip. One day, Judith asked me what I would do if you would not be in a relationship. Um, And I pretty fast answered, well, I would make my retirement savings available and I would go bike ride around the world. Yes, it happens that Judith is a very intelligent person and already knew I was serious about this. So we worked this out and uh, the idea came to life.
0: That sounds like a really amazing background of what you're doing at the moment. So can you maybe go a bit deeper into the planning process and the way you kind of shaped the idea?
1: Yes, of course, of course, I love to. Um, after my my last uh, bike trip, uh, we we talked about before. Um, I was sure I wanted to start at my own doorstep. Um, I don't like to travel by bus or train, especially with a bike in Germany. It is just no fun to to plan your trip uh, and take your bike with you. Um, it's getting better, but at the moment it's still no fun. Um, so. Um, I said I want to start in Saarbrücken, that's safe, that's the thing, and I wanted to avoid uh, taking a plane, of course, uh, because uh, the point was it was all about sustainability. Um, The longest way on land is pretty much to ride my bike from Germany to Southeast Asia, if you just look at the map it's easy to see, Uh, and so uh, Vietnam it is, (laughs) I said to myself, and I tried Planning my route. Um, only during the planning, I figured out that my route is pretty much following the old Silk Road. And I dived deep into this idea uh, to see the countries uh, which are relevant uh, when Europe was still in the Dark Ages. Um, Central Asia was pretty much the center of the known Earth, and all the important trades and Communication uh, happened between Venice and China. Even the wars just happened between uh, in this area, and nobody really cared about Western Europe uh, 500 years ago or a thousand years ago. Yeah, well, I realized I didn't even know where every country on the map is. Um, so I said to myself, I want to do this trip and learn about the world um, and about our history.
0: So you combine the sports the traveling and the learning world history and culture that sounds really amazing you already told that you made a long cycle trip before but what made you really knowing for sure that you are capable of doing this exhausting trip
1: this question is just like um it's a good question um but i want to want to take the power out of of this because i think everybody everybody is capable of um doing bike travel um uh, you just have to adjust your personal goals go you just have to adjust your personal goals to your personal abilities uh, and yeah your time schedule um if you are able to ride 30 kilometers a day then this is your these are your day stages, and you ride 30 kilometers a day, uh, and you are a bike tourist. Done. Um, yes, I'm a cyclist, and I you I could handle um, 100 kilometer stages, and that is pretty much what I prepared for. Um, but <laughs> I soon found out uh, traveling by bike is not really about cycling. Um, it's about knowing your own comfort zone and getting to know your own limits uh, and be ready to expand them um again everybody can do this this kind of trip if you know your capabilities and you're ready to expand them it, it will happen anyway <laughs>
0: <laughs> if now our listeners are also ready to expand their limits what should they prepare for so what were your steps to take before you started your trip
1: it's i think it's, it's pretty personal um i i focused on Preparing my body for the trip. So I did uh, some training kilometers uh, last year. I did about 10,000 kilometers on a bike. I saw my doctor. I saw my physiotherapist. I also saw, I even saw a psychotherapist. Just to to get into it and get into my mind, um, I looked up some equipment, watched a lot of YouTube videos. But the important thing is, I committed myself to the project. And I think that's what you have to do if you do... um, If you plan an adventure like this um, get yourself into the project make a plan uh, make a realistic plan know about your limits again and yeah you will you will kind of uh, make yourself ready for it even if you aren't (laughs) in the beginning
0: starting from the first idea that you had till the date where you left was there any moment in which you thought about canceling the whole project
1: no, <laughs> a pretty straight answer. Um, the decision was made, and it felt good to work with this project in every detail. Um, it, as, I, as I told before, I came out of a, a personal crisis, meaning crisis, um, and with this project, uh, everything got meaning again. And I was really happy to plan this project, uh, and I loved it. And there was, there was, was not a second. I'm thinking about, uh, oh, no, I'm not doing this. now. I'm doing this. <laughs> Exclamation mark.
0: <laughs> this sounds really amazing. So going from the theory and the planning process into praxis, because at the moment you are on the road, what was the thought when you rode the first kilometer?
1: Apart from saying goodbye, um, it felt like the best idea I had in life. Uh, as soon as I was on the road, uh, some friends were accompanying me the first day um it, just, it felt just amazing to to leave your hometown and try forward and not plan soon to go back it's just a, a superlative of freedom
0: a superlative of freedom so could you maybe let our listeners know how long you will be away from home
1: Um, If this plan really works out, I don't know, but uh, it's pretty clear that I want to be on the road for 12 months.
0: Okay, and where are you at the moment? Like, How many kilometers have you already passed?
1: I rode my bike about 4,600 kilometers now, and I'm pretty much in plan to get to my final destination.
0: And you told about meeting people and having some buffer to experience also maybe the landscapes, the history. What are your experiences so far
1: well <laughs> um the last two and a half months were just too much to to bear <laughs> in, in in a positive sense um, uh, So much happens every day um so much good things you meet so many people you you have so many impressions uh, of the nature of landscapes of. Um, experience yourself, experience your own limits, Um, it's really hard to to make a summary of all of it. I, I knew before, but I can't tell you now for sure, people are great. It doesn't matter in what nation, what country they are, what color they are. People are pretty much the same all over the world. And um, if you are great to them, they are great to you. And this is what happens to me. I had some difficulties, of course, crossing the Alps in in March. uh, was kind of stupid. um, But in the end, it was a nice adventure to push my bike uh, through the snow. Uh, For example, we have these this preconception, especially we Western European people, we have this preconceptions about countries and about people, especially in the, uh, maybe we have preconceptions. I had, I had preconceptions about people in Eastern Europe, uh, or even, even far East, uh, when you go to Turkey, uh, or above. And it's just. Yeah, the people are great. I really liked Montenegro and Albania. I never thought about going to Albania, uh, but you should. Uh, It's a beautiful country with beautiful people. uh, And I really love Turkey at the moment. Uh, It's just a different world, a welcoming world. And yeah, it's nice.
0: Yes, a really positive experience that you have collected. That sounds cool. And I hope that it will go on like that. Coming into the sustainable friendly traveling riding the bike is definitely much more sustainable friendly than crossing the same distance with other means of transportation for instance a car have you calculated the positive impact which you're generating with your bike
1: I did actually a couple of years ago I had this idea about uh, traveling the Balkans um, with my uh, Lada Niva um, for some reason we didn't do it at um, don't even know anymore why. Um, and on my website, I have this uh, calculator, my just my roadbook, where you can see almost all the stages um, I've done so far with my bike, and you can also see uh, the CO two emissions I saved uh, because I. I'm doing this trip with a bike and not with my uh, Lada Niva, which needed about, I think, 10 liters of petrol uh, every hundred kilometers. So I already uh, saved more than a ton of uh, CO2.
0: There's a lot to continue and to save. Do you have any recommendations to others who would like to travel sustainably friendly?
1: Of course, uh, ride your bike. (laughs) That's the recommendation I can make. And you can, don't have to be a cyclist. Most of the uh, bike travelers I met on the road aren't actually cyclists. They started doing this trip with a bike because it was the most logical means of transportation they could use. Because you are free, you have a good speed, because between 15 and 20 kilometers per hour is just uh, slow enough to, to see everything, but when it's fast enough to not get bored. And just do it. Ride your bike. Um, You don't have to ride your bike to Vietnam. Uh, You can ride your bike to your friends, uh, maybe to your family, or maybe you do an overnight on the campsite or just book a hotel. You don't have to go uh, all all in survival. Uh, Just do it in your comfort zone and you will be amazed.
0: So we talked a lot already about the planning process and the first kilometers but what are your expectations for the countries and the months that are yet to come
1: well two and a half months in i think my expectations very much changed at the moment it's all about uh, getting to know myself because the people uh, you will meet anyway and you will learn a lot about cultures it, this will happen automatically but what you will learn about yourself about your own limits um about what you can do what you won't do what you will do um it, it is this is a, an interesting process at the moment and i'm really looking forward to the development um of myself just in the moment that's what my pr- my trip is all about uh, it is about cultures so about it it's of course about me
0: really interesting and can our listeners kind of follow this process a bit with you?
1: Yes, of course. I have my own website where they can see the roadbook. Um, I have my Instagram channel where I post pretty much daily. And I also have my YouTube channel where I every five to six days make a vlog about my uh, stages on the bike.
0: Moving a bit away from your particular trip and more on the meter level of bike travel in general, how do you see the future of bike traveling? What still needs to be done? Or what do you think is the situation like in five, ten years, maybe?
1: Yeah, that's that's a tough question. Um, I think a lot has to be done um, because uh, I think a, a, a bike is not only a good means of transportation for, for travel. It is a, the best means of transportation for everyday use. Uh, and it's just better than all the alternatives we have at the moment. moment. Um, I'm living in Saarbrücken, and the town is full of cars. Cars standing there, uh, taking taking space. Um, uh, and this could could be better if more people were using bikes. And yeah, we have to we have to make the infrastructure. There has to be infrastructure um, to to use your bike. Uh, to safely use your bike, to not be scared to death on a road um, because of an overtaking coach or or truck. Um, uh, So governments, I think, have to spend a lot of money for this to get into the infrastructure. And I think the the image of cycling, um, we have to work on this. And this is what we cyclists can do. We have to get more people into cycling and tell them how, how great it is to ride, ride a bike. Um, that's what we we can do and should do.
0: Really nice statement and recommendations to all of our listeners. Guys, it's getting warm at the moment. It's kind of summer. So go and get your bike and cycle around. That's really nice. So as always, in the end, we want to hear from you. One travel hint in the region you are currently living at. You told that your girlfriend visited you. So, what was the first thing that you went to? What do you recommend?
1: Yeah, as I said, I'm I'm in the I'm in Turkey, and we are actually in Marmaris. This is in the Mula region of of Turkey. It's uh, the southwest corner, uh, I think, um, and it's definitely a place to be. It's it has beautiful landscapes. It has beautiful people and i can tell you as a cyclist um, what is really important is food and the food all over turkey is just amazing so uh, go to turkey go to the mula region uh, see mamaris uh, and all the great places down here and enjoy the food
0: (laughs) a really nice last statement so thank you so much that you visited us in our virtual studio and we wish you all the best for the upcoming kilometers. We're quite excited and maybe we just meet again in several months and find out yeah how your attitude change if you're still a cycling enthusiast (laughs) or if you're already worried of cycling but I do not think so so like with the motivation that you still have and everything that you told today I'm pretty sure that this will not be the case so Yeah, we wish you all the best. Hope that you can collect many, many interesting experiences, many interesting situations and see you in another podcast session. Hello, hello.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, Thanks for having me. Hello, hello.